Ah, okay. Gotta get my voice back. Woo! I'll drink more whiskey. That'll help. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kersher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, far, far, far over there to the south, my friend and co-host. It's Wendy! Yay! Yay! There were jazz hands, if you couldn't tell. Of course there's jazz hands. And we are here on uh, Monday, February 12th. I have decided that we should put the dates when we record in here. <laughs> because who knows when people actually get to listen to it. So it's actually, Monday, it's February 12th. Actually, it's context. Yes. 2024. Yes, it's 2024. And uh, yes, yes, it is uh, verging on Valentine's Day and both of our birthdays. We're feeling feisty. We always feel kind of feisty. So. I mean, honestly, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, uh, Wendy, mm-hmm. what, what sort of cinematic thing has brought you joy this week? Okay, okay, okay. Like, okay. I apologize, it's going to be a bit scattershot. But <laughs> here's, mm, here's the thing. So first... First I watched, it was late and I wanted something I'd already watched so I could craft, right? I need something I've okay. already seen when I'm crafting so I don't have to look at it. And and Netflix served up to me The Legend of Tarzan. Melissa, look, I don't want to talk about the movie. I don't. Except okay. I do briefly want to point out, Jesus fuck, I had forgotten the cast. Right? And I think it's because like at the time... This was 2016. Yeah. Um, so obviously we get Alexander Skarsgård, who I remember giving a better performance. Mostly he okay. just looks sad for the whole movie. And I mm. remember him giving more, but I think I was distracted by his abs. Um, mm. But it, it's fucking Christoph Waltz. I forgot that yeah. it was Christoph Waltz as the bad guy. And then you get Samuel L. Jackson in a really weird character. We're not going to touch on that. But do you know who carries this fucking movie? Who? Margot Robbie. It's Margot Robbie. Of course. Playing his wife, playing Jane. Mm hmm. And everything she does is believable and grounded and charming and charismatic. Like, not that Alexander isn't, not that Sam isn't, not that Kristoff isn't, but the reason to watch this movie is just whatever movie Margot Robbie is in, I'm on board with that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I'm on board with that movie. She's, she's rad. And I had forgotten. That it was Margot Robbie. I remembered like, oh, I really liked the Jane character. It's fucking Margot Robbie. No wonder mm-hmm. I did. I liked it. Anyway, so there's that. Then um, our friend Mary Keith came over. And Mary Keith had the Much Ado About Nothing pro shot with David Tennant and Catherine oh. Tate. And we watched oh. that. And I do love that play. 
And I need to reiterate, I need to reiterate that David Tennant is a brilliant comic actor. He makes things funny that aren't funny. Mm -hmm. And Catherine Tate, willing to do anything for the bit. Absolutely anything for the bit. Also hilarious. And the choices they made, I love, I love the choices they made for staging and for setting. There is so much that I like about what they did. One of the things they did is the uncle character in the play is transformed into the wife character of Leonato. So there's another female on stage and they just sort Mm -hmm. of shift those lines around subtly and it fucking works. And the the vibe and the way that character interprets like interplays with the other characters it's so much stronger being a wife like it's rad it's totally rad um and the guy who plays don john the keanu reeves role the bad guy yeah love him he is (laughs) squirrely and shifty eyed very enjoyable so i do want to give mad props to that but what i am here to talk about today (laughs) like bear with me listeners i am already uh one and a half in uh uh, boop, killed a bug. Haha, <laughs> you thought you were going into my old fashioned, but you were not. One and a half old fashions in. So what I want to talk to you about is um, the last voyage of the Demeter. I have, oh, I haven't seen it yet. How is it? It did not get good reviews. And I think that, I think that people are a little bit wrong. Is it amazing? No. It like, you know, exi- and I think the problem is, you know what's going to happen. You know mm-hmm. what's going to happen because you know everybody fucking dies because, you know, the Dracula myth. Duh. Right. Like, duh. But this cast, um, it's got uh, David Dalmachian. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Um, so for listeners, if you're not immediately catching who that is, that is the guy who plays the Russian, uh, the Russian character in the Ant-Man films, Baba Yaga, because I was watching with Chris (laughs) and Chris is like, why do I recognize him? And I'm, and I literally paused and just looked at him and went, Baba Yaga. And he went, oh (laughs) shit, that's who it is. So, uh, pardon me, Dast Malkian, Dast Malkian. Mm -hmm. But it's also got Liam Cunningham, who you will recognize from Game of Thrones. Uh, Mm -hmm. He plays the smuggler guy. and He's the captain of the ship. Um, And then, like, a bunch of character actors that you may or may not recognize. But those two names you should, like, you'll be like, oh, I know, know them. Um, So it's got this really great cast. The creature design on the Nosferatu, because you do see him, is top-notch really like it's exactly what you want but also fresh also i love a sailing ship movie Mm -hmm. i do like one of the things i most desire in the world is more master and commander movies oh god yes right yes yes like so they really take the time to really show you the the geography of this ship and so you understand where people are mm-hmm. and they take a little bit of time to sort of plot out like here is who the crew are because it's a pretty small crew 
And yeah, it is. It was just really satisfying. There were some good jump scares. There was some good like atmospherics, like some really lovely shots. Um, there's one like, like it's, it's not really a spoiler because we all know, of course, Dracula can fly, but there's a point where like, they're thinking it's just some creature and then they're like, shit, fuck, he can fly. <laughs> and so it's a little bit laugh out loud. Um, and like, there's a genuine pathos that happens as they recognize how fucked they are now at the same mm -hmm. time there is a little bit of like i'm pretty sure there are places along the way right they're not making the smart there are a couple of dumb decisions that are being made at different points i'm not gonna gloss right. over those but honestly like this is a solid b-level movie and i feel like people just went oh it's not great never mind i enjoyed it i enjoyed the last voyage of the demeter so well, it was made by the folks who did Troll Hunter. So yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'd expect it's also, it might not also, it might not have a tone that American audiences are used to for their horror movies. It could be. One of the things I liked is at the beginning, they're like, this is based on the, mm -hmm. because I've never read Dracula. And so I did not oh, know really? that Dracula is epistolary. That yeah. It is a story told through letters, uh, the captain's log from the ship, newspaper clippings. So mm -hmm. all they did was they took all of the, the captain's log entries from the Bram Stoker Dracula novel, and they said, this is the story that we're going to tell. And the fun part is that I'm sure if you are a Dracula aficionado, that um, like the captain makes those log entries. Yeah throughout the story that as mm -hmm. like checkpoints so you watch it happen and then the captain's like here's what fucking happened and you're like cool now we know what the record is that got told like right yeah right yeah uh back in back in ye old days of live journal yes i know it's still around but uh back when live journal was the social network yeah um somebody decided to start up a live journal group that you could subscribe to and each character of Dracula had an account, their own account, oh, and it. they were posting as of the correct day of the year each letter and text entry of Dracula from each of the characters. I love it. So, so you know, you'd read one and a couple days would pass and you'd get to the next step in the story and then, you know, several things would happen. Uh in in a couple days and then it might be a couple months before something else happens yeah it it was pretty neat um i mean because one of my favorite things is like the tumblr posts of social media recaps of like world war ii yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's like oh japan has entered the chat like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> like they're both like hilarious and also really fucking on point. So I mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Melissa, I think you would enjoy The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Yes. So, I've been looking forward to it. I did also start uh, uh, the second Aquaman film. Ooh. Oh. Oh, boy. Ooh. 
Yeah. I start but did not finish, I assume. Oh, ah, Chris and Theodora came home, so it's not oh, okay. like I pro- I am going to finish it. I okay. am going to finish okay. it. But okay. also like it's definitely one of their mov- those movies where you're like, am I watching a movie or am I playing a video game? <laughs> mm, I'm not sure. Um, so anyway, so that's my movie going experience, Melissa. Awesome. Um, what, what did I, what did I have joy with? Yes. Well, I only really watched one movie this week and it's not my joy point, but I want to bring it up because, uh, Saving Private Ryan is still a great movie. Oh, it, um, it really is. Like it, it's not joy. It's complicated. It's not joy, but it's great. It is great. And uh, it had been probably about 20 years since I'd seen it. So what's really interesting about revisiting it after a really long gap of not seeing it is all the actors you recognize now. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, Tom Sizemore. Uh." But, But then you go, that's Nathan Fillion. Oh, my God. He's a child. What? Nathan Fillion, you know the scene where they find uh, a Private Ryan, yeah, but it's the wrong one. Yeah, that's Nathan Fillion. No, yes. Also, Paul Giamatti's hiding in there. What? Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Oh, okay. I'm. Oh, yeah. Do I really want? Uh, it's really uh, good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Oh. And also, I had just watched The Money Pit again a few weeks ago <laughs> and watching that and then going back. Oh, I remember when Tom Hanks was a funny guy. And then Private Ryan is like, oh, God, it took a while to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, if yeah. I ever find out that Tom Hanks is an asshole, it will destroy my soul. He's gotten this far without anybody revealing asshole I mean, like, so. I'm quite sure that he has been a dick at various points because Probably. we all get because to be we a, all have we all get to be a dick sometimes mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. we all have we mm-hmm. all get to be a dick sometimes and we have to forgive that but I would be so sad if I ever found out that he was truly like an absolute unrepentant asshole because he's so funny yeah, like I love to watch clips of him in interviews Mm-hmm. Because he's so funny. He's so great on SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tom Hanks, thanks. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, actually, um, I'm going to, you know, let that rest. And I'm going to move on to a movie I watched a few weeks ago mm-hmm. called The Parallax View. Have you seen it? I feel like I've heard of it, though. Yes. Okay. So back in the 1970s, a director named Alan J. Pacula uh, had a whole string of, like, Cold War paranoia stuff. Not necessarily dealing directly with the Cold War, but it was all this, you know, political upheaval sort of uh, political dramas. And so... One, two, three movies, and Parallax View is the center one. The third one is All the President's Men. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, and the, the first one is Clute, which is also pretty great. But Parallax View, I'd never seen, and I noticed it was on Netflix, so it's like, yay, I'll watch that. And, um, dang, Wendy, that's a movie. Um, Holy so shit, Gordon I just Willett, looked up the cast. Right. So it's Beatty uh, playing a journalist who's kind of this 
asshole journalist that nobody wants to really work with anymore. He winds up, um, he's at like this, uh, he's at a party at the Seattle Space Needle. It's for uh, a guy who is running for office and, uh, there's people all around and the guy running for office has this little speech and then he's assassinated. <laughs> and, yeah, so, you know, op- opening scene, that's not really a spoiler. He's assassinated, and so uh, this journalist starts noticing a pattern with this stuff. He's like, okay, some of the key witnesses to this assassination also die in really weird circumstances after this. And so he starts chasing after these people, and, um, like, his uh, boss, not boss, at the local newspaper is uh, Hume Cronin, Oh, Cronin, I love, and uh, you know, it, 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 and it's just all this um, uh, intrigue and kind of spy stuff, and uh, Warren Beatty at his floofiest hair, and uh, it's it's pretty <laughs> glorious. Now, the the real star of the picture, though, is the cinematography. Gordon Willis shot all three of the, these movies and the cinematography of parallax view is amazing it's there there's a, a warmth to the cinematography that you know you you'd see in 70s movies but you don't see much now mm. but every once in a while you see a shot that's like oh my god that's like an all-timer shot that's a you you blow it up and you frame it and put it on the wall in a cinematography museum sort of thing. Mm. Some really incredible visuals, especially uh, towards the end. So yeah, it's on Netflix. If you got Netflix, go for it. It's uh, really a lot of fun. I That's good. That may be my late night viewing. Um, my, yeah, you should. My birthday- Oh, it's really good for late night viewing. <laughs> my birthday is tomorrow. And yeah. I have this delicious cake that I have bought. And so I have mm. decided I will stay up until at least midnight. So that I can have cake at midnight. Oh, perfect. Right? Oh. <laughs> like, yes, I do want cake. And I want it at, like, I may have cake at midnight, cake for my birthday, cake for lunch. <laughs> cake for breakfast. Like. Cake for tea time. Cake all day tomorrow. Cake, cake, yes. cake, cake. So much cake. So much Fantastic. Cake. Right? That sounds yeah. great. I do want to watch right? that. I do. I yeah, do. Yeah, it's do. really fun. I, yeah, I, Wendy, particularly, you'd really dig it. Have you seen Clute as well? I haven't seen Clute. I've seen all the President's Men. I do need to see Clute. But also, I've just, every time lately I've been watching 70s films, mm. I'm like, we've lost something. Like, uh-huh. things have become so pretty that we've lost yeah. a little reality. Mm-hmm. And um, there's there's yeah. a groundedness to '70s cinema that is yeah. like, mm, when when it really hits, it really hits. And I mean, it's the same thing. We know we we notice when like people do practical effects instead of CG in this day and age. We're like, wow, it does feel different. We rely on CG so much, and I know that it makes things easier, cheaper, faster. And there is a lot yeah, to yeah. be said for it. But like, mm, I mm, I miss I miss. When we had to try. Yeah. I miss when we had to try. Yeah. Um, what just it's happened? True. I just noticed my husband did something weird with my books on my bookshelf. I'll have to fix that later. Never mind. <laughs> so, Wendy. Yes. What else has brought you joy this week? 
Melissa, I would like to talk yeah. to you about cheese. 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 So, oh, I'm so happy. So, of course, um, when we were in Australia in November, we had many delicious cheeses because we kept going to wineries. And because of that, I was like, uh, hey, Austinites, where does one get great cheeses in Austin? And, of course, Jessica Cargill was like, you go to Antonelli's. And then they gave us for Christmas a gift card to Antonelli's. So I went and I spent oh. that today so that tomorrow on my birthday, I can eat all the cheeses. And, yes. I did. I did get a beautiful. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's very. It's very delicious and crumbly. And then I got a great cheddar. And then I got a great blue. But I was like, "Do you have a Wensleydale?" And they were like, "No." Mm. They knew what it was because the first delicious cheese I bought. They were like, "This is Wensleydale adjacent," and it is. Okay. And it is. Um, but we do not have Wensleydale. And I'm like, "Do you ever get Wensleydale?" No, we do not. Sometimes Central Market gets, and I'm like, I am aware of that. So then I drove over to Central Market because, God damn it, it's my birthday. <laughs> so what brings me joy? Fucking Wensleydale. And, uh-huh. and the buying it here. So the reason I love Wensleydale is way back, way, 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 way back when, um, in like the year 2000. In the year 2000. Right. Uh, When I had first started dating my now husband, Chris, we went to the UK to go to the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh and everywhere we went, you could buy Honey Wensleydale cheese. And because it was everywhere, we didn't think that it was a thing. But then we were like, oh, we love this cheese. We bought it everywhere we went and we had so much of it. Yay, honey. And it was everywhere. So we're like, we found something new that we love. No, listeners, what we found was the Brigadoon of cheeses. And it only appears <laughs> randomly when the stars fucking align. And when you can mm-hmm. find it in the States, invariably they have put chunks of fruit in it. And Melissa, <laughs> you know how I feel about chunks of fruit randomly put in things. Why would you do that? It's a textural nightmare so anyway at central market they have lemon honey wensleydale and it is delicious and i bought two bricks one for my birthday to share tomorrow on my charcuterie board with with my friends who are going to come over and then another brick just for me Somehow I knew the second brick was only for you. Just for me, precious. So, Melissa, what has brought you joy this week? You know what? Um, I we're we're simpatico here. Um, my friend Elizabeth and I, uh, she had found a tea house mm. uh, here in town. It's um, it's called the Mad Hatter's Tea Party or Mad Hatter's Tea House, and it's up in Anoka. Okay. And it is in an old historic house from the 1800s. And you go in there and there's like chandeliers and dainty little dishes. And you have to, uh, you know, reserve well in advance and uh, you have to prepay for the full tea service. But it's the full tea service, you know, you can have as many different 
flavors of tea as you want. And they'll bring them to you and steep them at the table. And then you have your tea. And then they, they bring out the the tiered plates. <gasps> like like you see in the movies. With the pastries. And the there's, there's scones. And there were the little sandwiches. And uh, like little quiches. And then on the top are the little, little bite-sized desserts. And everything. Windy was amazing <laughs> everything was amazing it was so good Wendy mm-hmm. so good like everything you tell was you know made from scratch at every point you know um, there's also like an a la carte menu where you could get we saw another table order a cream puff and that thing was like six inches tall Ooh. yeah it was like there's there's the bottom part of the cream puff a tower of glorious cream and then you know the top (laughs) (laughs) just and you can just tell this woman was looking at it like i am so happy but i don't know how to eat it you know it's just oh windy it was so good it was really 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 good oh that's glorious yeah i need to go i need to come up and visit so i can go yes 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 i can support it with my dollar dollar bills y'all mm-hmm yeah, we just have to plan ahead. So when you when you come up here, we'll we'll stick out time. Yes, <laughs> it yes. is a really tiny place. It it's it's literally in a house. So there's like a fireplace room with maybe five tables in it, and then I think there's another room with like two or three more tables, and that's it. It's but okay. it's you know the the china is all ornate and everything's lacy, and oh flutter. Yeah, it, it was it was so dainty and so delicious. Because <laughs> when I think oh, of yes. you and me, I think of dainty. <laughs> I can be dainty. I mean, it's like a bull in a china shop, but you know. But a tiptoeing bull. Yeah, I'll be I'll be careful. Okay, that sounds glorious. Yeah, glorious. Yeah, it was glorious. It was glorious. Ah, so I believe that is all for this week. I, so, I think uh, I think that it is. It is. I do. Do you concur? I concur. I can. I, I concur too. So, thank you, dear listeners, for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. We so enjoy bringing our joys to you, and we hope it lightens your day, and <laughs> you can carry forth into the week somewhat brightened by the joy that we have i whatever whatever go put forth joy in the world and then we'll meet you here back uh next week and uh i'll probably have news of beef fest in chicago oh, yeah. by then. that's a yeah. joy thing that is for sure joyful yes it, mm. it is now i get to see if i can uh make my portable microphone work with my new phone so so we'll see anyway thank you dear <laughs> listeners for joining us we will be back in your feeds next week ish yeah Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I've been Melissa. And I'm Wendy. That was Wendy. Yeah, that's Wendy. (laughs) I knew I was forgetting something. (laughs) Ah, A++ no notes. Oh, boy. Ah, perfect. 100p. For sure. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. 
Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive almost every week. You can find us on iTunes and on other podcatchers, and you can also visit us and listen at our website, sandadoucinema.com. These are my cakes for me to dispose of, and I may share them with you, but you do not just get to assume that you get to have them unless I have said that you get to have them because these are my cakes for me.